Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of um, the Intuitive Revolution in Business. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming a guest, uh, Ronnie Bartlett. Is that how you Bartlett? Is that how you Bartlett. pronounce your name? Yeah. yeah. Um, Renee, I'm so happy to have you on the show. And um, I'd like you to start by introducing yourself and maybe tell our um, audience, what is your business all about? Yeah, I'd love to. And thank you so much for inviting me on as a guest. Um, I feel really honoured that you'd love to interview me. So yes, Renee Bartlett, uh, I run a, a business called Reborn Health. And what I do is I help women that suffer from chronic illness to basically cut through the, the diet BS and see their health in, in broader terms. So I help them establish a relationship with their food, their body and their health diagnosis so that they can be at peace with themselves and live life to their fullest without feeling as though they have to be uh, committed to a very restrictive diet or restrictive way of living and not live their life to their full potential. Um, it's a bit of a journey how I came to that, but I am a clinical nutritionist um, and now almost completed my intuitive eating counsellor. So I'll be a certified intuitive eating counsellor. Um, so food is very much what I do in my business, but it's more than that. It's a lot more than food um, and health. It's looking at all aspects of health. Oh, that's um, definitely a subject close to my heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, although people, I yeah. have looked into intuitive eating as it's taught and it's to me it's never intuitive enough it, it sounds like intuitive but it's really about listening to the body but there's I think there's a lot more to that so um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit later how long have you been doing what you're doing yeah so as a, as a nutritionist um, I've been a nutritionist for seven years but Doing what I'm doing now in the non-diet space has been um, about 18 months. So I pivoted away from doing regular clinical nutrition and now um, relatively new, but taking the skills that I'd taken as a nutritionist and just kind of pivoting it and putting it into new aspects. Yeah. And uh, what led you to do what you're doing uh, in your business today? Yeah. Oh gosh, where do I uh, where do I start? I could go way back to my military days, uh, or I could focus on on my actual uh, how I came to be, all, all and everything. <laughs> so, or maybe a bit of both. <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> let's so, have let's have it. Yeah. So we're not here for hours and hours. To cut it short, so I used to be um, a soldier in the Australian Army. I served for twelve years, and I got to a point where I just felt like. I was ready to move on and doing something different with my life and health and fitness had always, always been a very big aspect of, of what I did. And um, my intuition really did help 
guide that decision in leaving. You know, I left a very secure job. I was doing really well um, in my in my career. I could have stayed there and been very happy, but I just felt in my bones that I needed to go and do something else. Uh, so I actually left with no plan. I had no job. I had nowhere to live. I went solo traveling for almost 12 months to kind of really figure out who I was and what I wanted to do. And uh, what came to me at the end of that, that traveling was I needed to go into nutrition and I just felt so incredibly excited to do that. So I did a uh, Bachelor of Health Science degree, absolutely loved it. I knew that this is exactly what I should be doing and then I left uh, that, that degree, graduated and started running my own business loosely on the side with another profession I had. Um, and I think in doing that, that job, I started to learn more about myself, not only as a business owner, but, you know, as a woman in business, as someone that used to be a veteran identity to now a civilian identity, there was a whole heap of things that I was learning about myself in, in doing this. Um, and I started to get a sense probably around, uh, you know, probably three four years into running my business, I'm like, there's something in this that, I don't know, I just can't put my finger on it, but I just don't think this is right for me. And um, I ended up falling pregnant in 2018 and we moved to Canada. And I, so I saw that as a, a sign to just take a break, just step back from your business and, you know, just not get too bogged down in the weeds with everything. And in doing so, I had this incredible opportunity to have some more clarity about myself, um, about the kind of business that I wanted to run. And every time I kept deciding, you know, nutrition isn't it for me and I, I'm going to quit, I'm going to do something different, something just kept pulling me back in. I'm like, radio, I can't fight this anymore. I've got to roll with this. Maybe I need to do nutrition differently. And so in discovering more about myself now as a mother and um, the kind of business and the way that I want to help women, I naturally stumbled across and felt a need to, to just kind of cut through the, the dieting BS. I just found myself as a um, nutritionist constantly telling people what to do when I knew they already had the answers. You know, they'd be sitting in front of me and they'd be telling me already the foods that felt good or did not feel good in their body, yet they were relying on me to, to kind of validate that, um, which, is, which is so normal, you know. We're so used to having, you know, someone in this expert or guru status kind of telling us what to do. And I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do that. I want to empower women to discover this on themselves because our bodies are amazing instruments. And um, so... I inevitably went, you know what, I'm just going to do nutrition differently. I'm, I'm going to stop telling people what to do and help them figure it out for themselves. And then I discovered this whole intuitive eating movement, which I'd never heard about before. And I'm like, I finally found my people. Uh, so I was so excited and I went right into it. And I knew within my heart of hearts that I'd found what I was meant to do. Um, so it's quite a long journey, you know, yes, I left the military 12 years ago. Yes, I did a degree, but all of it was like lots of little steps along the way to get me to where I am now, which is why I can't really answer it and say, well, 18 months ago, I had this, you know, thing. I think all of it builds a big picture as to how I came to be doing isn't, this. Isn't that how yeah. it happens though? Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's always it is. a longer story. It's a journey, isn't it? And that's, it that's is. what I want to hear. So I'm very happy yeah. for you to have shared that. Um, 
what is the thing that resonates you the most with intuitive eating and and yeah what has it changed for you and for your clients as well yeah I think one word to sum it up is it's it's empowerment. It's it's a it's a body of work that really empowers, you know, myself having gone through this intuitive eating myself, but also to my clients to realize that they have the answers with, within themselves. How incredibly smart our bodies are that we don't need external rules um, to tell us what to do. That when we when we are able to just quiet the noise and trust and listen the messages that our body is always telling us that you know we don't need anything external from that and I think that's incredibly empowering um and you know if you look at a, at a bigger picture as well is intuitive eating is basically taking down the constructs of the dieting and wellness industries that that have us to believe that we should all look a certain way and that we all need to be in this thin ideal and that that equates to health and actually doesn't um so, you know, you can look at it from a social justice point of view, a feminine movement point of view. There's a whole host of things, but when we look down at the individuals, we're able to give them the power to decide what is right and not right for themselves simply by being able to tap into their innate wisdom. I think that's pretty powerful and that's what I love about it. Well, that's exactly what my whole business is about as well, empowerment and bringing people back to them because in business it's the same. You can have gurus telling you you need to do this, 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 that, and the other, and then you feel that's actually this, this, this works, but that doesn't, <laughs> and then and then you wonder what you've done wrong or why it's not working for you. And um, But, yeah, we have also the innate wisdom to, to know right from the start what is right for us and what isn't. Yeah, absolutely. So whether it's with food, mothering, business, <laughs> yeah. anything, I think intuition goes a long way across everything. Yeah. Uh, if, if only because it's an energy thing anyway. So as long as you can feel energy, then you can feel what's right for you and what's not. Yeah, exactly. And it's really changed my too you know I went as a nutritionist I saw myself as the expert and the guru that I had all the answers and I know that my clients saw that too and it's really refreshing to now helping my clients to see that I'm on the same level I'm just asking the questions to help them discover the answers themselves that you know I'm not the guru I don't have the answers but I'm going to help them figure that out for themselves like I, I just really love that approach now I really do yeah that's phenomenal do you consider yourself intuitive? I do, but I would say that I had ignored it for a period of time. Um, but yes, I do. I do consider myself to be intuitive. Good. And, and how do you think you receive your intuition? I, I think I feel, I think I was just about to say feel, I feel it's a feeling for me. It's almost like a sensation in my body. I get like, um, you know, that, that gut feeling that we often refer to. Um, sometimes I get the sensation in, in my chest, like a bit of a, a flutter or just this, this knowing. And what I've learned is the more that I, because I believe there's two parts of it and you'd probably know, well, you know a lot more than me about intuition and, but the, I think there's two parts to it. There's hearing it in whatever way that is for you, but then also trusting it. So you need to be able to hear the message, but you've got, you've got to trust it. I think I've been hearing it all my life. 
I can look back and, and see the times when I've actually trusted it and when I certainly haven't. And what I know to be true for myself now is that that sensation, that feeling that I'm getting is kind of almost strengthening that intuitive muscle that I'm now recognising that feeling going, oh, I've had that before, okay, I've, I've got to trust this. This is actually what I'm meant to do. So, yeah, for me it's like a bodily sensation, a, a feeling in that way. Okay. Now I know, but uh, everybody receives intuition differently. So that's why I love to ask that question so that people can see the variety of answers that come from it, because we all receive intuition completely uniquely. Um, yeah. Um, to us. And it speaks as well, a language that is, is geared towards our, uh, what I call our symbology so your intuition will use whatever meaning you assign to things around you to guide you. And um, it might be completely different for another person. The same thing happening to them might mean something completely different. And then we have to honor the fact that what means what is meaningful to us is valid to us. And we don't need to, you know, it's a bit like with the, um, I don't know if you had, I had a phase where I looked into dictionary for dreams and it, oh, a yeah. lot of it were, were based on Frugian uh, <laughs> therapy, which has been debunked since. But, you know, so if you were dreaming of butterflies, it means this or that or the other. And I think to a certain extent, maybe, but there are for me, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, there's three levels of symbology. There's universal symbols, there's cultural symbols that belong to a particular country and then a particular group of people within that country. And then there's personal. And all of these levels sort of mingle together, creating a unique dish, <laughs> you know, like, mm. in the, like in cooking. And so, um, so your intuition will use all the flavors that mean something to you to speak to you. And it's exploring this inner world and everything that colors the way we look at life that um, enables us to understand our intuition better. Yeah, that's a really great way to explain it. And I think you're right. There's, um, I mean, sometimes I, I'll see the same numbers everywhere and I go, oh, is that, is that meant to be a sign? Or, you know, when you think about a person and then they call you within 24 hours, like that kind of thing, that, that does happen a lot to me. Um, then you have that little moment of going, is that just a coincidence or you know what? But I, I just find it fascinating. I, I, I genuinely love the possibility that there's, you know, all these other ways in which we're, we're navigating our life here on earth. I think it's amazing. Yeah, and it's also from the fact that we're all connected energetically, whether we realize it or not. And, and these strands of energy communicate information that we can pick up on or ignore at our peril, usually. And so it's about being aware of energy and how it affects us. Um, and, and one of my favorite examples, and I'm pretty sure we've all been through this, is you enter a room and there's two people sitting on a sofa that smile at each other, but you feel something's off and they've just had the massive argument before you came in and you know that. Mm. You just know by looking at them because there's something in the energy. And I think that we can all perceive that. We all have that level. And, and, and it's, it's a survival thing. It's to be able to say, you know, um, okay, that person's smiling, but actually they're not that safe or they're not that friendly and I need yeah. to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're so right, the survival kind of thing. Yeah, in all aspects. Yeah, very true. 
Right. So we're coming to the 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 big thing that I do with all my guests is asking you a big story of intuition in your business. Would you like to share one or multiple? Maybe it's one that kind of uh, ripples through many years uh, of how your intuition has uh, has informed your business and, and your success. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of building on how I came to be doing what I'm doing now, it was a huge part of intuition that was guiding me um, because I was essentially saying, well, hang on, what I've been taught in my, in my degree, in the way I've been taught to be a nutritionist, like, you know, everybody else has, I'm actually saying that that isn't right for me. And I, and a lot of what I'm saying is going against that, you know? So there was a, a very big argument between my head and my heart but intuitively, I knew that what I was doing in, in doing this was just so um, exactly where I needed to be and where I felt that I could best help clients. So, so I think for me that listening to and trusting all the little breadcrumbs that got me to that decision point and then finally leaning in and trusting that and I think what was really interesting too, um, I'd only just decide, and I th- this is what I love too about either intuition or universe, is when you make a decision, personally I tend to find that there's a whole host of things that happen really quickly after that to almost validate that you're on the right path. And I'd made this decision um, intuitively going, you know what, I'm going way out on a limb here. I didn't realise at this time that there was a whole intuitive eating movement. I'm like, I'm just going out on a limb here and I'm not going to start telling people meal plans or weigh them or do any of that stuff. And for about a month I was like restructuring things and I had a a beautiful previous client come into my life um, who I'd worked with maybe 12 months earlier doing traditional nutrition and she said to me, you know, Renee, I don't want to do regular nutrition I just want you to help me with my relationship with food now I hadn't advertised that this is what I was doing she just came back to me randomly and said I really want to do this and I was like oh my gosh this is validation this is my intuition telling me that I I need to lean into this and so um, that validated that I was on the right path and then as I am learning to do this with her as my client I had to rely on so much of my intuition because this was so new for me um, and I was very honest with her that that's you know I was gonna you know be using a lot of what she was telling me and kind of draw instinctively what I felt was going to be right for her and at the end of three months her her relationship with food was completely turned around and so I think that really was you know, a big moment for me going, not only am I on the right path, but I can actually do this. I can actually trust myself and I can hold space to trust that my clients are also going to be able to, to do this. So, you know, having that belief in myself, but also in my clients that they can do this. Um, so I think it was a number of little things that got me to do that. Um, but from an intuitive point of view, think it's practicing what I'm preaching if I'm teaching my clients to be able to tap in and trust their bodies then I'm also doing that myself not only from a food point of view but in my business um so I guess that I guess that's kind of it rather than one big moment I think it's my big moment was starting to do this to go against the grain of what every other nutritionist is doing I think that was the big start and I have no doubt that from now on there's gonna be so many more moments where I'm gonna go oh my gosh 
thank you intuition thank you the inner voice or whatever for helping me navigate this challenging situation or you know keeping me on on the path um but yeah I love that it pivoted me this way um yeah I'm so thankful for that and in a way I would say probably eating and our relationship to food has been the most impacted by the shoulds the must other people's influences other people's models I mean, even as children, we're, we're subject to our parents' views on food. Um, I haven't shared that on this podcast yet, but I was put on a diet at age 12 by my mom, who was a cereal dieter, uh, her mother before her, et cetera, et cetera. And so I came to a point, and I still probably am a little bit of where I feel completely disconnected to my own wisdom because it's been literally stripped away from me. Um, and I did try very hard not to do that to my own children and let them, you know, eat when they were hungry and stop eating when they weren't hungry anymore and not uh, according to what I thought they should be eating or how much or how often or whatever it is. Because I think as parents, we can do that to our children, even without realizing that we're doing it with the best of intents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're so right. And um, you know, I'm sorry that you had gone through your own journey, but it's so common, you know, yeah. it's seen, it's so common in our society for, you know, well-intended caregivers, parents to to think that they're doing the right thing by managing and controlling what their, their children eat. Um, and you're right, it often starts at a very young age and progresses through. And if And if it doesn't get you at that young age, then, you know, everywhere you look you see the thin ideal or the way that you should look and what you should be eating there's you know the media also drives the you know the latest diet and things like that you know back in the 80s fat was what was feared and now it's carbohydrates you know it changes all the time based on the you know the flavor that's out there and you're so right so many people often when they become parents they get to that point and they go I don't want this for my kids there's got to be a better way and I think they're starting to become that awakening where people are realising, hey, you know, I don't want my kids to go through this. You know, the way that they look is is not detrimental. It's more about health-promoting behaviours and dieting, you know, for itself is stressful. That is a detriment to health and I think people are starting to realise that um, as well. But I think undercurrent in all of that is having self-compassion um, and just compassion in general, to not being judgmental or, or blaming for how you came to be, just accepting that that's what it is. And, you know, wrapping yourself up with a big hug and going, it's okay, I've got this, I can be kind to myself, I can give myself the compassion that I deserve. And I think that often goes a really long way because when you are disconnected from your body and from, you know, from dieting or from trying to look a certain way, you almost don't want to be in your body that's generally what I find with my clients so helping them to bring that back with some kindness and compassion can go a really long way I think Mm. no I can um yeah there's there's I mean almost every person I meet they have a story around food so that's really really interesting Mm. right so where can people find you Renee so I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm more active on Instagram. So my handle is Reborn Health Nutrition. Uh, I also have 
links to my website on there, um, rebornhealth.com.au. And uh, I do have YouTube, but I don't, I don't really regularly post there. But Instagram is probably the best way to find me. Okay. And then the last question I ask all my guests is, what would you say to someone who's afraid to use their intuition in business? That's a good one. Um, I would actually ask, I would ask them to have a little bit of retrospect and get curious and go, what am I actually afraid of? You know, what is it that they're really scared about? Are they scared that they're going to do something wrong? Are they going to, um, you know, make it a decision that takes them away? Like, so I would ask them, you know, challenge them to get curious with themselves. You know, what is it they're really afraid of? Um, so that would be one advice. But then I guess from me, you know, saying I think one of the best things that you can do in your business is lean into your intuition because, to run a business, you are the face of it. You are, you know, you. it is a, a journey of personal self-discovery and part of that, I believe, is your intuition. So I think you're really honouring yourself more in your business if you can discover who you are and I think, I think intuition plays a big part in that. Um, yeah, I believe it plays a part in in fulfilling success as opposed to success on other people's terms yes um, yeah no I love that thank you so much for sharing and it's funny you should say what fear because I actually that last episode on the podcast was the fear of woo so oh, <laughs> I explored all the four fears around intuition around feeling that you're too woo and all that sort of thing so yeah it might be worth as well referring back to that episode and for people to look into it to see yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's been so lovely to have you. Um, we usually now, uh, I post uh, in my free group um, about the episode of the week uh, so that we can start a discussion. So if I think you've joined our group anyway, but I'll tag you in the group when this episode is ready. It should be ready um, today because I like to release the episode the day that it's recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me yeah I've really enjoyed it and yeah I love it really great thank you to all the yeah and and nutrition is part I mean I think it's important also as entrepreneurs because we um we have to be as healthy as possible to be able to support our businesses and to give the best to our clients so I think nutrition and everything we can do in terms of self-care is super super important Mm -hmm. and probably lean into that a bit more in the um, guests that I bring in for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Self-care is super, super important to avoid burnout as well. I think nutrition can help as well uh, just to manage all those um, ups and downs, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, it <laughs> does. Entrepreneurship. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening to the episode and I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business.
My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk. 